Welcome to season six of the Coach Pony podcast. We are here to help you get paid to coach and sometimes to find clients you just need your questions answered. In this very cheesy 80s theme season of the podcast, join me, Christy Mims, a career and business coach, and Bobby Palmer, a dating coach, as we answer your burning questions about your coaching business so you get more paying clients. Because after building six and seven figure businesses of our own, we've learned a few things. So with that, let's get down to business. Welcome back to the Coach Pony Radio Hour, and we are excited to dive right into these questions of the day. Let's talk coaching business. Let's do it. So our first caller, let me go ahead. You are on the air. Caller, how can we help you? We're listening. Hey, Coach Pony, this is Derek. I just finished my hamburger, and where's the beef? I'm early in my business and optimistically planning for growth. Who should be my first hire, and when should I hire them? Great question, caller. Bobby, what's your hot take? Who should the first hire be? I'm sorry, I can't answer that. It really depends on your business. So we're going to talk about this further, right? This is a really big decision. So Bobby's hot take is that it depends? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my hot take. I love it. My hot take is your first hire is actually going to happen later than you think because your first hire should be tools, not a person. And so I want to talk about this. And then after that, it really does depend. It's probably going to be a VA or a bookkeeper. But your first hire, I think, should be tools. But I want to unpack this further because I know Bobby and I gave very vague answers in some ways. Bobby, do you want me to start with why I think it should be tools or would you like to start with what it depends on? I'd like to start with one little step below it depends. The reason it depends is so much has to do with your skill set and what you like to do and don't like to do and where you are in your business. And I do agree with you, as I so often do, Christy. That tools, which people don't think of as a hire, but it is an investment, is a really good start. So let's talk about that. So I said tools first, and I want to back up. I know when I was first a new coach, part of me was terrified about hiring anyone to work in my business, first of all, because I didn't really have much of an income. And secondly, I wasn't even sure what they could do, like who I should hire first. But part of me really wanted to hire someone because I felt like it would make me so much more professional to have like a team or staff. And I wanted to be like, that fancy person with my briefcase. I don't know why I always had a briefcase in my mental imagery, but I did. And, you know, an assistant following along behind me, even mm. though I didn't actually want to leave my house. So I don't know what I was thinking. A male assistant, preferably. Oh, yes. A young intern. Focus. Let's let's get back to this. So uh, my recommendation is tools, because what I realized, and this was a, this was a decade ago, over a decade ago, when there are far less tools, but still true today, is that what you really need in the beginning are just a few things. To look professional as a coach, it helps to have a way for people to schedule you, both their sales calls and consults, if you're doing one-on-one -on -one coaching or their sessions. Or if you're trying to do something a little bit different with your business and you want a business more like mine, you're still going to be networking and potentially taking partnership calls and you still, you'll need a way for people to schedule with you as well. So the first tool, I think, is a calendar tool. It never sleeps. You can set it up to look and feel the way that you want to say what you want and uh, people can use it at any time and it prevents any obstacle. Like there's no obstacle from someone getting on your calendar, which is what you really, really want, especially when you're starting out. So a calendar tool like Calendly, 
for example, I think should be the absolute one of the first things you hire, if you will, because it does the job that a VA used to do 20 years ago, right? Automated reminders, all that stuff can be done through the calendar tool. And the second tool you need is a payment tool, you know, Stripe or PayPal, so that you can easily take payment and ideally one that automates payment a little bit if you have a payment plan situation and you can look in. There's a lot of different tools to do that. Stripe is my preferred tool and QuickBooks maybe so that you can start to track your income in a way that's going to work for your business reporting. So those would be the places that I'd start. Bobby, what tools would you add to that, if any? Uh, You hit it. Automation tools are really important, and they do take the place of hiring a person. In the old days, we used to hire a person, usually a VA or some content uh, creator, that literally like had to post several times a day on Facebook. I mean, back then it was all Facebook. Now, there are so many great tools that you could kind of sit down in a day load all kinds of social media content and have it blast out to all the different apps and so forth. Or because I'm against new coaches feeling they have to be on social media, but or you could sit down in an hour and program your calendar tool for a lot of different scenarios. So you look extremely professional. And we have an episode talking all about social media and what the options are. And one of those options is none. Don't you don't have to do it. So before you hire a person, like invest in some kind of tool. So you think we should talk about people next? Yes, I do think we should talk about people next. Um, So Bobby, first, before we dive into that, who was your first hire? My first hire was a VA and then another one and then another one and then another one. (laughs) It's a tough hire. My first hire was an accountant. Before I ever had one single client, I was just so scared. I was a solo, sole proprietor, excuse me. Uh, I didn't really need an accountant, but I was just scared. And then my second real hire, which happened like a year later, was a VA. And I hired, I think, a bookkeeper right before I hired the VA, too, because I was also scared Hmm. of taxes. Yeah. Oh, that's what you were scared of, the IRS? I was very scared of the IRS, and I just hated doing my own books. Hmm. The accountant bookkeeper were really a regular in the beginning, but The VA was the one where I had a monthly retainer and I was spending what felt like a lot of money Mm -hmm. for me at the time. It wasn't actually, but for me, it it felt like it. So yeah, a VA as well in that respect. And you said exactly what I think is really important, which is you hated doing books, so you hired someone to do it. So when you think about your next hire and also what tools you're going to invest in, really sit down and get very clear. So I actually sat down... uh, I used to help entrepreneurs with their hiring uh, and business owners. So I sat down and I listed all the tasks necessary to run my business. Like if you have brick and mortar, I'm including like sweeping the floors, um, anything that's required to run your business and to to actually get things implemented and make it as discreet, as, as tiny pieces as you can. And then go through that list and go through, here's what I either really love to do or I'm or I have to do, because as the owner of the business and the content owner, there's a lot of things you aren't going to be, you know, handing out to someone else. So go through and go, oh, you know what? I love doing this. I hate doing this. I, I never want to do this. I could do this if I have to, and so on. And then this is going to give you a really good view into what you should be looking for in terms of skills for your hire. I love that layout. There's a whole idea around 
you know, figuring out what you like to do um, and you're good at and then what you're good at and what you don't like to do mm-hmm. and then what you're not good at but like to do and then what you're not good at and don't like to do. Yeah. Right. And kind of bucketing things. I'm a big believer in doing everything yourself a little bit in the beginning just so you learn how you like it to be done right. so that you can then appropriately teach someone in the way that suits your business style. If you outsource stuff right away without even doing it yourself once or understanding it, I think that's a recipe for for disaster down the road. Um, when did you hire your VA? How soon into your business were you? And what did they do for you? Gosh, it's really long ago. I, I think I didn't hire somebody for the first couple of years. And that was a mistake. I, looking back, I think that was a mistake because I really overwhelmed myself. And so it was, you know, having all these half-done projects kind of things. Um, when I first hired somebody, and again, it was before all this automation existed. So when I first hired somebody, it was somebody to like post my blog posts, get them on my website, and then blast them out to the different, you know, services. But that was what what my hire was focused on was getting my content out. Because remember, and we've talked about this before, my business uh, has been really solely based, well, word of mouth, but other than that, all based on my content on my website, attracting traffic. And that's where I've gotten 95% of my business. So my getting my content out was really important. So that was my first thing, my first hire. My VA hire, I hired because I started to get busier and busier. And there were certain things I really didn't want to do anymore related around customer emails, uh, potential customer emails, contracts, things like that. I wanted some of the admin to be taken off my plate. And so that's why I hired a VA. And so getting back to the question of when should you hire someone, I think once you go through Bobby's exercise and you do a little bit of something in your business, you start to hire when you become too busy to keep up with the tasks that you really don't like and aren't good at, Mm -hmm. right? And you realize that your time is better spent you know, out networking or doing sales calls rather than trying to follow up on emails or something else. And so you start to hire again when you you start to get too busy for the time that you have and you realize you're going to make more money if you spend your time more in your zone of genius as a business owner. But don't forget to try to do everything a little bit yourself so you understand how you want it to be done. And then you can start to think about hiring help so that you can teach someone in your ways Speaking of teaching, really important. From the very beginning, have that first VA start a VA manual. Yes. And document every single thing they do for you, how they do it, when they do it, even why they do it. Because the fact of the matter is, and my experience, and you know, share yours too, Christy, but I have someone now I've worked with for like nine years. So, but before that, it was like a lot of, different people. And for many different reasons, they didn't work out. So it takes time to find like just the right person. So get that manual going from the very beginning. uh, So when somebody new comes in, they can be trained, you know, pretty simply. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I'll, I'll say my first VA didn't work out that well either. It wasn't that she wasn't good. She was, she had so many boundaries on her time and she wanted to start working like only three days a week and then all this other stuff. And I was like, I actually need someone more than that, you know, I can't just talk to you a couple of days a week and have that be it. My clients have questions more often. than yeah. Then I got someone and we worked together for a few years and then she moved to Europe and the time difference was too difficult for me. 
that was something I had to learn. I like my VA to be in my time zone or like within an hour of my time zone because I want us to be able to talk during the workday. And then um, I hired hired someone else and we've been together for, I don't know, six years, at least seven years, yeah. maybe. So a really long time. But with that, I do want to say it is time for us to take a quick station identification. And when we get back, we're going to talk about one huge hiring mistake a lot of new coaches make that is bad, bad, bad. So stick around for that. We'll be back right after this message. The Marketing Masterclass, a free training inside the shadowy world of business marketing. If you are wondering how to find paying coaching clients, you won't want to miss out. Join Christy Mims, the founder of Coach Pony, on a mission to help coaches get paid to coach. And you, a brilliant coach who just needs paying clients. Will you succeed? Absolutely. Go to coachpony.com slash marketing to grab your free seat today. Coachpony.com slash marketing. Welcome back to the show, and we are going to unpack the super secret big mistake that coaches make in hiring. And I just want to set it up and say that there's one thing I hear a lot from coaches. And I mean, you guys, I've literally helped tens of thousands of coaches. I've seen it all and I've lived a lot of it. Um, But I see new coaches desperate for clients. They're online or on Google or something. They get served an ad for help with marketing and they don't want to market. They don't want to be on social media. They think social media is the only way to market. And someone's going to say, you know what? For a very handsome fee, I will get you five sales calls a week or something like that. And they sign up for it. And it's a terrible mistake. Bobby, why is it a terrible mistake? Let me count the ways. Uh, Number one, you don't want to invest that much money up front. Number two, you probably don't have the infrastructure infrastructure to support what they're doing. Because regardless of what they say, when they say, we're going to do all the work, don't believe it unless you're going to hand over your business to them. You've still got a lot of decisions to make and a lot of moves to make. Ugh, probably the biggest mistake I've made early on in my business was spending a ton of money on a marketing coach. And I want to get to that story, but I want to add a few more reasons why this is wrong and bad and a terrible mistake. So people hire you, all of our listeners, people hire you as the coach. So if you're not involved in your marketing If people have never interacted with you in any meaningful way and you don't even have a real strong voice or brand identity or really solid offer, you're brand new, you really don't know what you're doing, the chances of you getting good qualified leads are practically zero. And these companies, they don't understand necessarily your niche or what what you're looking for. They're just getting you leads. Leads does not equal sales. If I'm a health coach and they find people for me who are looking to get promoted, how are those people going to hire me? They're not, right? And I'm not saying it's always this kind of mismatch. But I'm saying the chances of you being successful with this if your business systems aren't in place is very low. And every coach should be involved in their marketing because marketing is so important. That's how people are going to find you and get to know you. And if you're not involved in that, they're not going to really know what they're getting into. And you're so much less likely to hear a yes 
from all the time you're going to waste in these sales consults, assuming you even get them, assuming this place is even legitimate. Mm -hmm. So in assuming you charge enough in your own fees to make it worth your while to pay them for the leads, sometimes the money math doesn't work out. So just don't outsource this stuff. If you don't want to do marketing, like really think about if you want to be a business owner. And if that's not something you're willing to do, I want you to have a real honest conversation with yourself because it's such an important skill to have as a coach, as a business owner. It's only going to enhance your coaching skills. If you just want to you know, work part time for better up or something, that's fine. Then sign yourself up for that. But if you want to build a real business, you got to embrace the fact that marketing is a huge part of your job and it will always be a huge part of your job. And oh, my gosh, I'm on a soapbox again. Yes. But I'm going to climb on down. I'm going to climb on. I really feel strongly about this because I hate I hate seeing coaches spend what little money they have on these firms that don't understand their business, send them terrible leads, and then their business dies. And they're they're just they don't make the money back. I hate that. Or they just get one good client every now and again. I I just I hate to see it and I don't want to see it. Mm -hmm. So just be careful with that. And so, Bobby, let's reinforce this with a story of what went wrong. So you hired a marketing agency. Tell us about that and what your experience was like. I hired someone who was a coach to some of the really, really big online marketers. That's what we used to call them. And I, at the time, I had a part-time VA working for me and that was it. And, you know, he made all kinds of promises. It wasn't about sales calls or leads. He was actually creating a funnel for me, right? So, you know, doing all the planning, the strategizing, and then creating all the emails leading to our, the offers, and then eventually, you know, a high dollar offer. So, oh my gosh, that again, that's our, all of us. It's what we want. We want this sort of automated, you know, you know, passive quote unquote process. The problem was I did not have the time. I did not have the infrastructure. Everything got log jammed at me because I wasn't going to let anything pass me that I didn't, you know, read and update and approve of. My part-time VA went completely ballistic. I mean, the poor woman was like, are you freaking kidding me? I have to do this in a week. So this guy who may have been great for Coach B, me being Coach A, for Coach B, who had a team of people working for her, he handed me that same kind of, you know, recommendation for business. And I went, oh, there's no way I can do this. He delivered what I hired him to do. He did. But the hire was really dumb. I mean, I got to say, it was, it was not smart on my part at all. I didn't think it out. I just thought of all the like really shiny things that he promised me. I do give him some of the responsibility because he should have known as the person who's actually implemented this what it would take. But so anyway, um, not only did it cost me a fortune, not only did it create months and months and months of really t so much anxiety for me and exhaustion, I lost my VA because she freaked out. Oh, Christy, I'm reliving this now. I'm having flashbacks. You have to know what your job is in the process. No matter what they're promising you, no matter what they're telling you, you have to really decide what does it look like to me and to my team or to my person. And is it even possible? As pretty as all that stuff sounds, it's, um, it, it really set my business back a good six months. Yeah. You really have to understand your whole business, have the systems and structures in place to be able to handle something like that. 
And even then, even then you're going to be deeply, deeply involved in it. So it's not something like, oh, I'm just going to throw money at this problem and magically have clients and not be paying attention to the rest of my business. That's not the case at all. But in order to be smart about who you hire and investing in this, again, you have to have a lot of business knowledge yourself. If you don't have that, you're going to end up way over your head or you'll just get taken for a ride because you just won't get the kind of quality people that you need in order to fill your business pipeline. So there's a lot of ways this can go wrong. And, you know, as a new coach, learn learn how to market, participate in your marketing. You can figure it out. You absolutely can. There's tons of ways to market. And on that note, please go to coachpony.com forward slash marketing. We have a free training all about how to find paying clients in a way that feels good to you. It's on demand. You can watch it at any time. And with that, I should probably take a quick break for our sponsors. So our sponsors today are Chocolate and Awesome. The chocolate is brought to you by a chocolate smoothie. Again, on a, on a brief health kick here. Take half an avocado, one banana, some ice cubes, a couple of spoonfuls of peanut butter, whatever milk that you want, and then a big heaping scoop of chocolate powder, um, like cocoa powder, whatever feels good to you, and then blend that sucker into an amazing smoothie. And the awesome is brought to you by the Marketing Masterclass. So if you're struggling to find paying clients, please, for the love of chocolate, go over to coachpony.com forward slash marketing and watch our free on-demand class on how to find paying clients in a way that feels amazing to you. That's coachpony.com forward slash marketing. We'll be right back. All right, Bobby, we're back. Let's recap. So our caller has a really good idea of what they should be doing next. So do you want to start? Yes. So first thing, definitely consider investing in tools before you invest in people. Second thing, once you start to get too busy, make a list of the tasks that you enjoy, that you don't enjoy, that you are good at, that you're not good at, and then think about which ones you can hire for. And that probably is somebody like a virtual assistant or in Christie's case, an accountant, but you're going to really learn who that first person is when you look at that list and decide where you need to fill the gaps. And with that, I think we've wrapped up this caller's question. And I hope that what we said will help inform you and help you make a smart decision that feels great to you on your first hire, if and when that happens. And we're super optimistic for your business as well. So I can't wait for you to call back in and let us know how it's going. And with that, we should get to our we should get to our next caller. What do you say, Bobby? Let's go. I love doing this. All right, caller, you're on the radio. Radio. Thanks for listening. You're awesome, coach. <laughs>